Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic is the simple things. Les choses simples de la vie. I did that with a fairly ordinary French accent. <laughs> but um, uh, that's, the, that's how the French say the, the simple things in life. Yeah, right. And what got me to thinking about this, um, last weekend my wife and I visited Cairns for the weekend and um, – we went to a lovely French restaurant called Saibon. If you're in Cairns, go to yeah. Saibon. Yeah. It's, a, uh, it's a really, really good experience. Now, during yeah, just, that experience- just before you get into that, mate, for someone who spent three months in, in France not that long ago, <laughs> I really thought your French accent would have been better. <laughs> that was terrible. That was, that was what it sounds like if I dragged the most bogan Australian off the side of the road and said, here, read this phrase, mate. Are you, are you just rusty? Like, were well, you better do, than that do, when do you were in here, um, <laughs> I actually got to play a year of rugby league in France in 1997 and we had a lot of Australians in the team, in the French rugby league team when we lived over there. There was a guy on our team, Jamie Aldenick, and he, he actually... He actually spoke French, but in an uh, in an Australian accent. It was hilarious. So, so someone would bring him something. He go, "Merci beaucoup," and um, so so so, so he, he he learned French quite a bit, but he um he, he only he only ever said it in an Australian accent. So it was funny. That, so that so um, I'm probably yeah, a bit, uh, bit rusty. I'd I'm say. Not, I'm I think you were you, <laughs> when you were in the when you were immersed in it when you were in the zone. You had the more the the more French affectation of your of your pronunciation. That's yeah. that's right. So <laughs> so um, the so I've opened a can of worms here now. So <laughs> so the French restaurant last weekend yeah. set off thinking about um, my time in France now. I've had two different times in France. I had 1997, where I was a 22-year-old single man playing rugby league in France, living in Paris. Mm. Fantastic experience. And we had 2014, so um, I was nearly married. And before kids came along, I'm glad we did it in 2014, <laughs> um, my wife Susie and I actually got the chance to drive around France. So, we spent two months in France driving basically around France, not stopping everywhere, of course, um, but but basically living in France for two years. Yeah. So, what we were talking about, what we were reminiscing about in the French restaurant in Cairns over the weekend was how simple a life most French people live. Yeah and enjoy that life. Yeah. They don't need squillions of dollars of, of money to nah. to to enjoy their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um and we we partook in that and we were we were amazed at actually what things you could enjoy. Yeah. Um what got me to thinking about that 
is that there is a happy medium here in Australia, and and that happy medium is that you you yeah you retirees don't necessarily need a hundred thousand dollars a year to live off. Like there's if you want to live that lifestyle, if you yeah. want to travel overseas every year yeah. and so forth, then then maybe you do. Um, <clears throat> if that's just beyond your means, mm. and we're all we're all we're all bound by available resources. Yeah. And one of those available, one of, the, in fact, we would say probably the biggest available resource, Dallas, is time. Yeah. Because we can take a hundred dollars and turn it into yep. five million. Yep. If we have enough time. Yes. So. Yep. So so, um, time is the one thing that we really, yeah. really have to get right because of the fact that that um, we only have four thousand weeks. As you've uh, as you've said, um, yeah, on average yeah. on the on this earth, yeah. Um, where I'm going with this is that if you can't afford five star hotels and things like that in retirement, that doesn't necessarily mean you don't have a good retirement. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can camp by a beautiful stream. Yeah, and things like that. So you can. You can, you can. I, I've, I've told this. I've used your analogy many, many times with people talking about this exact thing, which is you've mentioned before. That so another plug for Magnetic Island. As yeah. we, sh- we should be getting a commission from the, from the <laughs> yeah, Jasmine Enterprise Tourism Board. Mm. But um, you've made the comment before that if you if you go and have a three week holiday on you know you're going to stay over Magnetic Island's amazing beach, sitting there, you go for a you know nice walk around, you go for yep. three, you know, you're never sitting there going. This is terrible. I wish I was in the south of France. Mm. However, sitting sitting here, we often daydream about go to the south of France or go to Magnetic Island as though they are vastly different. Vastly and, and, different. And, they are, and it's one of those things you go, it's not to say that you shouldn't want to go to the south of France. If you have the resources to do that, that's fantastic. But I think the point you're making here is that we are bound by... We are bound by resources, and if you don't have the resources to go on that trip to the south of France, that's the thing. I, yeah, it's an interesting one. I've used that example before. Of yeah. When you're living that experience, when you are actually enjoying the simple things in life, you're not sitting there going, "This is so. This is this is about thirty percent as good as what it would be to to go to the south of France." You're just enjoying. You're just that enjoying moment. it. So so um, you know, you don't necessarily have to be sitting in the beautiful French restaurant. Yeah. Um, you could have a baguette and yes. cheese yep. and a glass of, of you know, farm-made wine yep. by a stream somewhere. Yep. So, you know, yep. it, it's one of those things that that working out the overall balance of your retirement mm. is 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 one of those things that I think is, is, is underlooked for some people oh. um, because uh, at the end of the day, there, there are competing resources, mm. and one of those big competing resources is, is is time. So if you move that lever of time, mm-hmm. and what I what I mean by that is that if money was the only objective, yeah. we would all work till ninety, yes, or till we couldn't yeah. walk anymore. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we by by its very nature we would accumulate more, more money. Yeah. Um, you want to move that lever. You want to bring that lever forward to sixty-five, if you do, yeah, uh, or sixty for a yeah. lot of people, and go to part-time work or retire at sixty or whatever. Then um, one of those big trade-offs that you need to make is is okay. Well, I'll I will only then be able to draw yeah. X amount, 
70,000 instead income. of 90,000, for example. Um, what are the things that I'm going to trade off there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, this, I don't know where I'm going with no, this. I think, I, I think this is a really interesting point because it's um, it's often really hard for people to visualize. So, so we have, we've discussed this recently. We're, we're seeing a huge influx of uh, new clients and our existing clients who, you know, on average, our, our our clients come to us the first time at fifty five, and they're mm. you know ten years from retirement. They want to make they, you know they're probably spending eighty or hundred thousand dollars a year now, and they want to be able to live that lifestyle and retire at sixty five. And so you're kind of going right. You're at seven. You're at seven hundred thousand in super. You're trying to get to two million. Practically, what's what's happening and what we're seeing more of is that people get to 60, 61, 62, and what they actually are doing is going. Yeah, like I've built, I've gone, and I've often gone from seven hundred thousand to to one point four million or thereabouts, and I'm on mm. track for that. However, and, and so the plan's working, but I think maybe I want to actually change the goals and the focus. And and mm. so, what people are often saying at that time is, we're having really interesting conversations around. If I was to either a stop work at mm. sixty. Yeah, if I stop work at sixty one with one point four million rather than keeping plowing on and getting to, to two million dollars, what does that make my retirement look like? Mm. Or or more often it's a hey, what if we were to cut back and, and work part time now and, and mm. instead of getting to two point two million dollars or two point four million dollars and being able to draw a hundred thousand dollars in today's dollars, what what would it look like if I worked part time? And we can sit there and do the numbers and go, right, well instead of getting to two point four and being able to draw a hundred thousand, you know, You'll get to somewhere in the ballpark at one point eight to two million, and you'll be able to draw the equivalent of eighty thousand in today's dollars. Mm. So we can do that, and then we sort of sit there triumphantly and go, right. So you get about eighty thousand a year instead of one hundred thousand a year. Where I think that financial planning and by its nature thinking of the future, where it falls down is, what does your life look like spending eighty thousand dollars a year mm. versus a hundred? And and mm. this is the point to me is that for some people, what's important to them and what they want to do means that they will look at that and go, no, I, the things that I want to spend $100,000 a year on are important to me and I'm, I'm going to keep going on and get to that target. And that's, yeah. that's a completely valid um, you know, way, way to do it. But there are many, many people where if you actually pull that apart, and I hate doing budgets with people, so I'm not doing <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. But if you think of if someone said to you, you have to you have to free up at twenty thousand dollars. You can't you can't spend hundred. You have to spend eighty. What would you mm. drop? What are the first things you drop? Mm. And usually, when you raise that thought experiment, people list three things: bang, bang, bang. They go, "Well, I, I'd go. I wouldn't go to. Yeah, I might go on uh, one trip overseas every three years and a, and a trip around Australia every year instead. Or yep. I'd do this instead of this. Or instead of upgrading a cars every five years I'd, I'd just drive and I, you know I'd drive this this old yeah. um, this old thing in the ground or I'd down you know I'd, I'd downsize my house or I'd, you know whatever it is this people are normally once you actually raise that as a th- not as a theoretical thing of what would your life look like on 80,000 but mm-hmm. if, if, if you go if you have to find 20,000 spare dollars right yeah. you have to cut your expense by 20 what do you drop people, it's a great exercise to go through very quickly tell you what they and, and I laugh because what act, what people tend to actually do is go the other way and go, what are the non-negotiables for me? Yeah, so it, which it, well, it, <laughs> it's an easy one when you cap that dollar figure. What what tends to happen is that is that 
just picture all of the things that you're spending money on with boxing gloves. Yes. And, just, and when you say 20% of you got to go, yeah. they're fighting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're fighting to get to yeah. the top. Yes. Now, now the things that are most important to you, yeah. I mean, there's ignoring the givens, there's givens in there, yeah. like, like, yeah, um, your, your rates and water and things yeah. like that on your, on your home, they're, they're, your land tax or whatever. So they're all givens. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the discretional expenses that start to fight. Yeah. They start to, and what tends to rise to the top uh, are the, the most important ones. Yeah. Um, and you and I know this is easy because we know that, that, yeah. that yeah, there's well, a list as long as your arm of expenses. Well, and if you shave some of them, yeah, we, we, we're digressing a little bit here, but, but, but we try to eliminate first yeah. and then shave yes. second. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not getting any enjoyment out of it, or not only are you not getting enjoyment, but you would get better enjoyment reallocating the money, the money you put to that thing yes. elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and the reallocation could be, hey, this- I'm going to buy back my time. I'm going to buy back my time here. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that's, that's, that's where that $20,000 is going, yes. really. Yeah, you're yeah. buying back your time. Yes. You're, bu- you're, you're, you're saying, I can retire earlier yeah. and buy some time here. Yeah. So that the reallocation- um, you and I know to be an easy experience, even though you detest it. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it, you don't actually have to formally go through it no, because, you, yeah. because yeah. effectively those, those that, That's a really interesting way to that. think about that is, is if you thought of that, of that um, as a lot, because I've thought of this the other way. So yeah. um, I, I remember when, when we had younger clients, it was one of the things that um, people would tell you things weren't important to you and then when you looked at what they were spending their money on, Mm. So, so you know, I always use the example of people would say spending time with my kids is the most important thing to me. Yeah. What's this two hundred and thirty dollar a week car loan repayment? Oh, well, I bought this big flash four wheel drive so that we can go camping as a family. Yeah. And I go, that's a day's wages after tax. Like yeah. for, for a lot of the time, it would it would line up neatly with something like that. that would stick yeah. in my mind. We'd go, do you actually think that if you if you had another possible line item under it, which was buy back every Friday? versus mm. buy the brand new four-wheel drive, what do you think your family would want? Do you think your family want you to go to work all Friday yeah. or all Saturday, for example, and and buy this four-wheel drive so that you then can go camping, which you can't because you're working all weekend? Or do you think they would want you to go, I'm going to reallocate that. I'm going to, I'm going to not, I'm not going to buy that four-wheel drive. I'm going to buy yeah. back every Friday to spend time with my kids or every Saturday or whatever the case may be. But look, that's, that's an interesting way to think of it is it – Buying back your time is a line item on that budget, and and for many people, where you can enjoy that, well, they do enjoy the simple things in life, which I think most of us mm. really do. That that can actually be one of the most valuable things that you can allocate your resources to. And where it stands out in France, especially country France, like uh, in the country areas, yeah. as opposed to the big cities, where it stands out is they they've. Most people there have bought back their time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 yeah. And, and, and you see it everywhere. Um, the French, I, I believe, have it perfect in terms of the balance of life. Yeah. Like, like like they spend enough time yeah. with um, with children. If they if the boulangerie, did you like that one? <laughs> yeah, that was better. <laughs> if that, if that if that if that closes at one p.m. Yeah. That closes at one p.m. Yeah. If 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 there's someone outside that wants to buy a thousand baguettes, and they're at one minute past one, too yeah. bad. Yeah, you wait. Yeah, you wait. Yeah. You wait an Maybe. hour and a half until yeah. it opens again. Yeah. Um. So 
they, they've they've it, it's it's really apparent. I think we can take a lot from the French Absolutely. in in, the, in, the, yeah. in those terms. Yeah. Um, and really, just really consider it and think it through yeah. exactly what you're actually looking to achieve here. Yeah. Um, and, but, and the, but the trade-off yeah. or, the, or, the, or the concept of buying your time, I love that. Yeah. I love that concept. Yes. Because and, like… like, like and, th- and that's, I guess, the thing is if you think of that as a… <laughs> to use your analogy of the Royal Rumble of all these discretionary expenses mm. firing it out and… And, and a new car is fighting out with a renovation and then there's, you know, a, a going out to dinner every week, they're in there boxing away. What's often happened is on the sideline, he's sitting there, he's, you know, take every Monday, every Monday yeah. off. He's sitting there on the sideline, he's got his gloves taped up, he's ready to go. He's ready. <laughs> if he got in there, he'd annihilate all these other things. Yeah. But we somehow don't let him in no. into the mix and you go, no, no. I, I work five days a week, that's what I do. Mm. I'm not retiring until 65 you stay on the sidelines, even though he's, you know, he's he's way he's going to go and wipe the floor with all these other these other yeah. things. He is that is the most important thing to you. If you actually, if you added that in as as a potential option, mm. you would look at that and and sort of often people and we we have these conversations. They immediately go, well, that's that would be fantastic if I could have mm. every Friday off, and I and and then you and then that's when it gets interesting is to make it concrete and to go, okay, well. Not say if you were to work part time. If you had every Monday and every Friday off, what would your life look like? Well, actually, on that'd be great because on Fridays I could, you know, I'd go and meet these mates for for a coffee in the morning, and then I'd go mm. and I'd, I'd, you know, take my grandkid to swimming lessons on Friday mornings, and then I'd, you know, go here, you know, and then I'd get a chance to sort of you know, mm. read a read a book down the beach, you know, whatever it is that you actually want to do, mm. and then go, and then I and then I'd still have my whole normal weekend and. Often when people get talking about that, it's that's a really exciting thing for them. And once it's raised as a as a as a potential that they can really think through, it's just that it's not it's often not thought about because we, we sort of work the other way and go, I have I have this amount of financial resources. What am I going to spend those resources on? And and I think that's where you, you get away from the simple things because you go, Well, I've got if I've got a hundred grand to spend instead of eighty, or if I've got a hundred and fifty to spend instead of a hundred, mm. what can I spend the fifty on? Oh, I'll go on uh, a nicer holiday, or I'll buy a mm. bigger car, or I'll do whatever that is. I'll, I'll find a way to allocate that resource as a as a transferring, you know, money for possessions or experiences, mm. rather than thinking that as if I just didn't need that money. If I if I if I actually sat down and thought about what makes me happy, and I realised that. There are a lot of things where I can simplify and, and spend less and be just as happy. I then can go to the, the input phase there and go, well, if I don't need as much money to get the possessions and experiences that I want, I probably don't need to do as much work in order to get the money in order to fund those things. So mm. that's that's a really interesting way to think of it is that those simple things, which which we all know, and it's it's a cliche for a reason. You know, everyone talks about it as, you know, Simple things in life are best, and most of the time, when you're talking to people about things that they've enjoyed in the past, they're talking about. Then they're often talking about things that aren't overly expensive, or that, mm. that you could do relatively inexpensively. Mm. So it's to me, it's really just a matter of making that concrete and, and looking at and thinking about your financial life in in that way. Thank you for listening to the Money Over Fifty podcast with Money Over Fifty Financial Advisors. 
For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.